Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm live at the scene of the standoff in Cary, where moments ago a series of loud bangs went off in the distance. What we're now seeing is the standoff enters its 20th hour. What new air traffic control audio is revealing about a mid-air emergency inside a plane that grounded flights at RDU. What's next for the 50 passengers on board? We're breaking heat records and it's going to get even hotter. The new timeline for our taste of summer and the big changes coming that will impact your weekend. Right now at 7, we are following some breaking news. Our crew on the scene of a more than 20-hour standoff at a Cary apartment complex just heard a series of very loud bangs. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm Dan Haggerty. Sky 5 flying over the scene earlier today when the FBI was negotiating with a man inside of one of the units there after getting a child hostage who had been shot to safety. In the last few minutes, WRL's Eric Miller just learned police plan to hold a news conference. Eric, to give us an update after we heard those bangs. It could be something significant. We're hoping so anyway. What do you expect? Dan, that's right. That news conference expected about 15 to 20 minutes from now. But uh, today, it is so much of today has been about waiting, waiting for more information, waiting for updates, for residents stuck outside, waiting to get back home. And now, finally, within the last 20 to 30 minutes, we've seen some real changes. We heard those loud bangs. We can't say what exactly they were, but we do know in standoff situations like this, police SWAT teams will typically deploy flashbangs. That's one of those things that we'll be looking to ask during that press conference, whether or not they were using flashbangs in this case, whether or not this standoff has finally wrapped up as it enters its 20th hour. You take a look at some of this video from this scene earlier. You can see this has been dragging on all day. It started as a welfare check. 11 p.m. last night, Cary police getting out here uh, to these Trinity apartment, the Trinity apartment complex here uh, to, for a welfare check. That quickly turned into a hostage situation. An 11-year-old boy shot twice, once in the neck, once in the arm. Uh, negotiators were able to get that boy out this morning, and we are told he is doing uh, much better uh, at this point. This then turned into this hours-long standoff. The FBI, the SBI, Cary Police, Raleigh Police, Morrisville Police, more all standing by outside. That finally culminating with that series of loud bangs that we heard just about 20 minutes ago. And you take a look, uh, take a, a look, and a listen to this video. You can hear what we heard out here. Yeah, and I can promise as loud as those bangs were on camera, they were even louder where we were standing. That's also not the only change that we've seen in about the last 20 minutes. We have started to see uh, those those uh, SWAT teams, those heavy armored vehicles that have been in the center of this apartment complex start to come out. Those officers in heavy tactical gear start to load up in cars out here. Again, not clear that this standoff is over, but we are seeing serious movement for the first time in hours. We'll be standing by 
are looking for that press conference. And of course, we'll bring you any new information right here as soon as we get it. Back right. to you. We know you will. Eric Miller, live force and carry. Thanks, Eric. Mm -hmm. Right now, dozens of people are trying to get to their destinations after a disruptive passenger forced a flight to divert to RDU. The plane sat on the tarmac as federal officials arrested that passengers and grounded departing and arriving flights. We've been following this breaking news for hours now. In the last 30 minutes, we learned no one was hurt. We have team coverage of this developing story as we listen to radio traffic of the response, and we press the airline about what happened. Let's begin with WRL's Leslie Moreno, who's live at RDU. Leslie. Deborah, like you mentioned, thankfully no injuries to report tonight. We've been keeping a close eye on the monitors here. We've seen several delays and cancellations throughout the day as a result of that ground stop issued at around 3.30 this afternoon. American Airlines says passengers are being accommodated to alternate flights to their final destination. Officials say flight 3444 from Jacksonville to Washington, D.C. diverted here to RDU due to a disruptive passenger. We now know 50 passengers were on that flight. When that plane arrived, law enforcement boarded the plane and took the passenger into custody. The FAA and the FBI are investigating. The FBI is currently conducting interviews to gather information and will consult with the U.S. Attorney's Office to determine if federal charges will be filed. RDU here is back to normal operations now. However, that American Airlines flight was canceled. And for the first time tonight, we're hearing radio communications with air traffic controllers regarding that flight. Take a listen. And Envoy 3444, emergency aircraft, direct to uh, Raleigh. South of 2283, clear up the Marvin Pole Northeast on the localizer, maintaining 9,000. And it is for a level 4 security threat. American Airlines says those 50 passengers will board another flight. There is an 817 direct and an 830 as well. So much later than people, passengers expected to get home. But the good news is they will be getting home tonight. Deborah, And they'll be getting there safely, hopefully. Leslie Moreno live at RDU. Thank you, Leslie. Now let's go to Mark Boyle in the WRL Live Center. Mark. Well, Deborah, some passengers who were going to other destinations inside RDU quickly went over to that gate in question after they saw all the commotion. Nathan Ruddy is one of those. I spoke with him on the phone about what he saw. He talked with some of those passengers on that flight that we were just talking about. What happened with the passenger was um, there was a passenger who was, um, you know, uh, uh, the other passengers in the plane suspected that she was uh, drunk or had too much to drink. She requested more drinks from the flight attendants and was um, like openly violent and unruly towards flight attendants so that she was restrained in the back of the plane. Day for the other passengers on board that American Airlines regional jet right there you're looking at from Sky 5. So about an hour and 15 minutes away until all of them will be reaccommodated and sent on to Washington, D.C. with one person still in custody tonight. All right, Mark, thank you. Stay with WRL for any new developments on WRL.com and during our late news at 10 and 11. More record-breaking heat across the triangle today, and we haven't even hit the highest temperature this week. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the WRL Severe Weather Center. Kat.
It is only going to get hotter from here, Deborah. We're talking about temperatures reaching the mid-80s tomorrow afternoon. The previous record, 79 tomorrow. So we should crush that record by about 6 degrees, given the forecast. It's partly cloudy, mid-80s all across the area. And the warmest February day ever recorded in Raleigh back in 1977 when we had 84 degrees. So if we hit 85 tomorrow, it will be the warmest February day ever in Raleigh. And 80-degree days are pretty rare as well. There have only been 13 days in February where we have had temperatures in the 80s. Today made that 14. We had 81 in Raleigh and Fayetteville breaking the record highs this afternoon. But we do have big changes on the way going from the 80s right back to the 40s. I'll have the timeline for the temperature turnaround, Deborah. Gonna hurt. All right, Kat, thank you. A sick out by some bus drivers in Cumberland County had parents scrambling to get their children to school this morning. This morning, 17 bus drivers who transport children with special needs called in sick. They say new hires are making just as much as drivers who have been on the job for years. The superintendent says it's salary compression. In 2020, the state mandated newly hired bus drivers be paid $15 an hour. The drivers say they're going to be out the rest of the week to protest this, so parents are told to make other arrangements to get their children to school. Today, a handful of students walked out of Southview High School. Sky 5 flying over the school in Hope Mills as students left the building. They held signs along Elk Drive and shouted, no means no. They are protesting sexual assault they say happened at the school during the past year. They claim one student was raped on campus. We checked with the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office and were told they do not have an active rape or sexual assault investigation involving anyone at the school. Raleigh and Durham are among the top three real estate markets in the country. And here's more proof. Fewer homes are selling in the Triangle and the prices keep going up. The Triangle Multiple Listing Service reports home sales fell by 30% compared to last year. Median sales prices are up nearly 4% to $385,000. That's three times higher than the national average. When you're looking at all of Wake County, the median sale price is even higher at $462,000. Well, we know hockey in this town is a hot ticket, especially when the Hurricanes are playing on a big stage. Coming up, how the popular outdoor game at Carter-Finley Stadium set NHL records. Plus, doctors lobby outside the legislative building today. 1,000 medical professionals have a very specific ask of the General Assembly when it comes to abortion access. A wild story breaking right now down in Orlando. These are live pictures from the Orange County Sheriff's Department. We're waiting for the sheriff to give an update on multiple people shot. This is a live picture from the hospital where uh, those folks are recovering here this evening. Take a look at this headline. Multiple people shot in Orange County Street where a woman shot dead earlier. So from what we've been able to determine, all of the news crews, photographers and reporters were lined up around five o'clock getting ready to do this story. And somebody drove by and opened fire, hitting at least one journalist there on the scene. Uh, this is a reporter from WFTV down in Orlando saying scary day to be a journalist. Multiple people shot at a homicide scene, including another station's news crew. So we don't know exactly what station that reporter or photographer uh, belongs or works to. But WFTV reported that one of their photographers actually helped the other journalists journalist into the ambulance and to the hospital. So a really scary situation unfolding tonight down in Orlando. Wow, sure is. All right, Mark, thank you.
APEX has put a focus on increasing diversity from the top down at Town Hall since a cultural assessment released in 2021 described deeply entrenched racial bias within the town's police force. Right now, women fill 45% of the town's leadership roles. And in the last year, APEX increased people of color on staff from 6% to 23%. WRL's Matt Tallhelm talks to the leaders who are changing the culture in the community. The town's first diversity, equity and inclusion director arrived here at Town Hall to start her job exactly one year ago. Since then, the town's made some big gains in hiring a staff that's more diverse and represents the community around them. So we want to celebrate the differences that we have in our community. Linda Jones is director of the town's Office of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, or DEI. It's really about having that understanding of someone else's um, perspective. Jones is getting ready to roll out a strategic plan that will include more cultural events in the community and DEI training for all town staff. We want people to come to work and we want to make sure that we are acknowledging their unique characteristics. That's starting at the top. Right now, the town leadership includes the first black mayor, first woman and black town manager, and first black police chief. Goes way beyond just what somebody's race is or what they look like. Chief Jason Armstrong came to Apex the summer after the cultural assessment of the department. The big part was people feeling as though that they were heard and, and people having confidence that, you know, man, I could share, you know, what, what my story is or I could share what my experience is. Armstrong says the department is implementing new training and recruiting officers from different backgrounds. It's as diverse a, a department as we can have, you know, the better that that helps us serve the community that we serve because we have a diverse community here in, in Apex. Right now, the town's also developing a new program that will make all of the town documents and meetings available in more languages. Matt Tallhelm, WRAL News, Apex. A dozen doctors in white coats that gathered at the legislative building today to deliver a message to state lawmakers. A letter from a thousand medical providers in North Carolina asking them not to pass new restrictions on abortion. Dr. Allison Stubbe is a maternal and fetal specialist. She said the state's 20-week abortion ban has already forced her to delay care for some patients because they weren't sick enough to qualify for a medical exemption. Stubbe said if lawmakers enact earlier bans, women, in her opinion, will die because doctors won't be legally allowed to treat them. That is everybody who's pregnant. That is not just people who have an unplanned pregnancy. And so I cannot emphasize enough how dangerous this is for families in North Carolina if they're not able to access standard of care. Republican House and Senate leaders have said they intend to increase abortion restrictions this session, but have not said how early in pregnancy they plan to set the cutoff date. Preparations continue for a shift in who administers the state employee health plan, despite an ongoing lawsuit trying to block the multi-billion dollar contract. This is a big deal for state employees. So WRL's Travis Fain sat in on a state health plan board of trustees meeting today. Travis, this health insurance plan serves 700,000 people. So tell us what's the latest. So Blue Cross Blue Shield has administered this plan for more than 40 years, processing claims for state employees, retirees, teachers. But last year, the state treasurer's office, the board of trustees that oversees the health plan, decided to change administrators They went with Aetna. This is a huge contract. So Blue Cross has sued, said it should keep the contract. It can do this all better. Uh, the latest news is that Aetna is meeting with employee groups, for example, the North Carolina Association of Educators, 
which represents teachers talking about what it brings to the table here, making promises, boosting goodwill. And today, uh, Jim Boston, Aetna's North Carolina president, gave a little update to the Board of Trustees. I'm sure a lot of the big questions surround whether people will get to keep their doctors, what changes they're going to see with this. What are you hearing there? So the changeover in this contract does not happen until 2025. And, you know, the contract itself is not final yet because of this lawsuit from Blue Cross Blue Shield. But all in all, employees really might not see much difference. Blue Cross says it has a bigger network, uh, deals for lower prices with more doctors and hospitals around the state. But Aetna says it analyzed a year of claims and that 98% came from providers already in Aetna's network. Uh, they also say they're expanding that network. Exactly what benefits look like is actually up to the Board of Trustees. They make those decisions yearly. Uh, State Treasurer Dale Folwell, who heads up that board, has said repeatedly he expects to keep costs steady, uh, potentially lower the cost of family coverage, which has been a priority for a long time on the plan. Still a long way to go with what happens on this, and we know you'll keep an eye on it. Travis Fain, thank you. We have some good news when it comes to gas prices. The WRL full fuel tracker showing several places selling gas for less than $3 a gallon. And this includes places in Wake and Johnston County. Right now, the average price of gas in North Carolina, $3.19. The average in Raleigh, seven cents higher than that. Gas Buddy expert Patrick DeHaan says February will likely have the lowest gas prices until later in the summer or fall. Now, before you fill up, go to WRL.com, type fuel in the search box to find the cheapest prices near you. Well, this is convertible weather. It has been absolutely amazing. So nice and warm. Meteorologist Kat Campbell joining us now with how long this is going to last because we know it can't last forever, Kat. It can't last forever, but with those cheap gas prices, temperatures like this, <laughs> if you can head to the beach tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is beach weather almost. Temperatures are going to be in the mid-80s, really feeling more like summer. Outside in Raleigh tonight, a live look from the natural Sciences Museum. We have a mild night in the forecast and luckily it's going to be beautiful to step outside and see the planetary alignment tonight. A lot of folks saw this yesterday night. I saw it as I left work. A really cool sight to see even better though if you head out tonight. Look to the west and you'll see Jupiter and Venus, the moon right nearby. A mild night if you want to step outside and see the planetary alignment. 71 degrees in the Triangle, 73 in Rocky Mountain, Goldsboro, 71 in Fayetteville, 63 our coolest spot on the map in Roxboro. Tonight, overnight, we will see our low temperatures only dip into the mid 60s for most of us. And I was just talking to meteorologist Mike Mace. This would actually break the record for the warmest low temperature on record for the day as well. So we broke the record high. We're probably going to break the record high low temperature tonight and then another record setting day tomorrow. It'll be the peak of the heat tomorrow. So after this, we'll see temperatures going back down. Looking ahead, though, we're already at 68 degrees by 8 a.m. It is just remarkable how warm it'll be near 80 at lunchtime. So we should already break the record high of 79 by lunchtime tomorrow, warming up into the mid 80s during the afternoon. We're going to watch cloud cover in the morning that could inhibit warming a couple of degrees and prevent us from getting to 85 in some spots where we do see some low clouds form in the morning. Regardless, though, the key point 
point here is it's going to be exceptionally warm. Even if you do see the clouds, temperatures will be in the 80s tomorrow. High pressure remains in control. It's a big ridge of high pressure and the jet stream winds are the white lines that you see here. So we are seeing the jet stream winds uh, steer things really to the north. Also a strong southwest warming wind for us. But as we get into the end of the week and we see our ridge breaking down, we'll see a storm system arrive on Saturday. Nothing like what many other areas across the country are dealing with blizzard warnings in effect and all the colorful boxes that you see on the map, all the polygons. Those are all winter weather alerts, so there's a lot of snow in other parts of the country. Just none here locally out west. Great news for the ski resorts. My sister just landed there and is skiing in Breckenridge. They're going to have a nice uh, fresh coat of snow on the ground there. I was telling her wind chills though below zero. So when we look at our local forecast, it is going to feel more like winter today. We had 81 by Saturday. We've got the rain moving in with temperatures only in the 40s during the afternoon. It is going to be a chilly rain for us on Saturday. That 53 that you see on the seven day forecast that comes at midnight and then temperatures fall throughout the day. Friday is kind of the in between day as we see temperatures going down. It's still a pretty nice day on Friday. Upper 60s, partly cloudy, but temperatures are right back in the 70s next week. So we cool down, but it's just for one day. More warm weather on the way. Nice. All right, Kat, thank you. Still ahead, the NHL Stadium Series. The game there brought so much excitement to the triangle. New tonight, we're learning this year's big game was record-breaking, and for several reasons. We'll explain next. This Friday, the American Cancer Society is holding their first discovery ball in our state to help advance the fight against cancer. So much hope with this. For more than 100 years, the American Cancer Society has led the fight to end cancer. Through donations and research, they have helped more people survive cancer than ever before. This event could help even more people. The discovery ball will be held at the Pavilion at Angus Barn in Raleigh on Friday with registration starting at 6.30 p.m. All right, keep a lookout. More signs of just how successful the Raleigh NHL Stadium Series was this past weekend. Yeah, the league says Saturday's big game at Carter-Finley Stadium set game day and online sales records. NHL officials also say the outdoor game was one of the fastest sellouts they have ever seen for an outdoor game. And a whole lot of fans watch from home, too. This year's Stadium Series was the most watched regular season game of all time in the Raleigh market. The Hurricanes' 4-1 win against the Washington Capitals averaged 1.1 million viewers and was the most watched stadium series game since 2019. Gotta make you feel good. Yeah. yeah I like those stats. Raleigh put on a good show. Raleigh is ranked as a top place to retire. A recent analysis from Zumper did a quality of life, housing affordability, and outdoor activity kind of synopsis. They said the city, it makes it a great offer for uh, anybody's top pick. A post from the blog says Southern charm and favor favorable weather make it a place for retirees to be satisfied. This study looks specifically at the best places for people who are retired mm -hmm. and want a, uh, a place to rent and live. But we already know it's a great place to live. Now it's yeah. a great place to retire. Yeah. Come on down, don't leave. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight. Our next newscast at 10 on Fox 50 and at 11 on WRL. See you then. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.